You're listening to Jungle Jim Hunter, and this is 831 Living Your Best Life podcast. And I know you're going to be inspired today. I know that from what you hear, you're going to learn something new. And this week, I'm going to focus on challenges that we have to overcome. My question of the day is, how did you overcome the challenge of training right? I used to get asked that all the time when I was working with parents and kids and coaches. And so today I'm going to answer that question as briefly as I can. And I just uh, would ask you to let people know, to tell them to go to their favorite podcast provider or go to my website, junglejimhunter.com and subscribe, download, click on like, rate and review the podcast. Today's 831 person that helped me more than I can ever imagine is Dr. Lee Coyne. He was number 64 out of 831. I watched my dad read, write with handwriting that looked like a work of art. And days later, a package would come in the mail. I had to learn how to write with my left hand instead of my right hand after my concussion because my right hand wouldn't work anymore. And so I tried to do the best I could, the best handwriting I could muster. And I wrote coaches, trainers, and people I had learned about and thought I could get a hold of their addresses or find a way to write them a simple letter. The letter simply said this, Dear Sir, I am training to become an Olympian in alpine skiing. Would you tell me the best materials and programs I should read to learn how to train for the Olympics? Sincerely yours, Jim Hunter. I learned something. Days later, a package would come in the mail, and it would contain charts and booklets and papers and articles and training programs sometimes even books. I read them. I studied them. I applied them and realized something from them. No one ever wrote me back and asked me how old I was. They didn't know I was 12, 13 years of age. They didn't even care, but they answered me. It's the best time for you to live your best life ever if you're listening to this podcast. Really, it's the best time to be an Olympic athlete. It's the best time to be anything you want to be. Because I had to wait weeks, sometimes months to get a reply. But today, you can read, study, and find out what you're looking for in seconds. I wish I was young enough to race today because I would find all I need by the end of the day compared to the years I spent trying to find the right information. I mentioned Ken Marchand before in these podcasts. A coach with the Ski Meisters made arrangements for me to train with Dr. Lee Coyne at the University of Calgary every Tuesday and Thursday. And the kids in the club were invited. And some kids would puke almost every time. And one evening after training, Dr. Coyne asked me to wait behind. He wanted to know how far I was riding to and from training. And it was six miles each way to my home. He said, you're much stronger than most of these kids. Would you come as many days a week as you can? Would you let me test you, push you, prod you, poke you, and prepare you for the future if you were willing to come every day? I told him I would be there as much as I could. However, once I go to the farm, I would need my training programs because I will not be back until the work on the farm is done. I also wanted to know what I should be doing in season while I was racing in the winter because I had noticed that in competition season, every athlete becomes weaker. They're not fitter at the end of the season. They're weaker and their fitness level goes down in season. And this is true of every athlete. He wondered if I would make the commitment and I told him I would. For the next four years, I was there almost every day except Sunday and the weekends I was on snow. In the winter, I would ski under Northmount Boulevard lights early in the morning at 4.30 in the morning till I went to school. Then at noon, and then go to the university train and mom would pick me up at the university and take me to the ski hill and I would ski till the lifts closed. And then I studied and read 
everything that I needed to for my schoolwork. I also studied and read the books that Dr. Coyne recommended, physiology, kinesiology, psychology. Dr. Coyne explained testing, and in each cycle I was learning, and as time passed, I understood how training works. We discovered many things about training and racing in season, and better results followed. I volunteered. Dr. Coyne would teach. I would almost puke, then recover and get back at it. Kids were invited each year to participate, but parents would always say the same thing that, well, they didn't have that much time. And the kids would say they didn't have the energy. I always wondered why they couldn't ride their bike or take a bus. In the spring of 1968, Dr. Coyne tested me before I left for the farm at the end of the season, and he made a comment that changed everything for the next year. I finished the testing, and as I said goodbye, I told him I would be training on the farm. Then he handed me my training program and said the following, I know you work hard on the farm because you come back stronger, faster, and fitter than when you leave. Your in-season training worked because your race results improve faster, but you're better now and your fitness levels are higher than when the season started. You have reached all your goals and the off-season is just starting. Your 162nd goals, you've already set new records and your VO2 test is the highest I've ever seen. I tested the national team and no one is in the kind of shape you are in. Aha, there it was. That's the statement. That made all the difference. When I came back in the fall, I was stronger than ever. I had added to my fall training on ice, training on skates, generating power. Something new that I added in a new way because I'd studied and understood the biomechanics of muscular power. I set a record in lifting one million pounds in an hour. Dr. Coyne did one kind thing on a continual basis for four years. Are you prepared to do one kind things continually going above and beyond? I never would have made it without Dr. Coyne's help. Dr. Coyne desired to build a sports science lab. I was his willing student. Why? I read about Sir Roger Bannister while training to break the four-minute mile, and he poked and prodded and probed his body while training to become a doctor. If it made him the best in the world, it had to be best for me. What's the application? We think that little things are not important. I wrote letters. I received answers. I knew who Dr. Roger Bannister was. I knew what he did. I knew what I was looking for. And Dr. Coyne was the answer. The question, how do you train? You do the work. You push yourself. You prepare with what you have right now in front of you. Yes, what you have right now. You don't need a gym. You don't need anything. You just need your willingness to prepare. The answers you will find. My question to you is, are you growing and taking you where you are making it better for yourself, your people, and your organization? Are you reading, studying, seeking, listening, and have you been visiting every day how you can make your concept come alive and work for you? My quote for the day, our positions on the podiums of life depend on our preparation to prepare for practice and performance. Our first challenge is overcoming our proneness towards laziness. My 1% dare? I dare you to have the discipline, accountability, responsibility, and empowerment to take 15 minutes today to improve you where you need to grow to live your best life. I hope you'll have grown before we meet next time. Thanks for listening. Hey.